guys, welcome to our Sunday episode, FX Forecasting. Super excited to run through what's been going on in the markets, both technically and fundamentally. I'm joined here with my co-host, Elliot, who will be covering the fundamentals and I'll be going over the technical side. If you like these Sunday episodes that keep you ready for the week ahead, then make sure you thumbs up, comment and subscribe. Let's get straight into what's been going on in the markets. So euro against US dollar, uh, last forecast, we were saying that we was looking for this to um, go down, I think, um, and saying that was overall bearish. Um, the market's pushed higher on euro against uh, the uh, dollar, and um, now we finally got the moving averages to the upside. We've also created uh, a higher high now, taking out the previous one. So we're going to have to switch the bias now to um, bullish, although I am still staying away from euro dollar. I haven't placed any trades on euro dollar last week, um, just because it's not one of my currencies that I um, particularly trade. Um, but yeah, overall, it looks like we've now got a clear break of the previous high. So I would say bulls have come back into the markets. And um, overall, I still say act with caution on this. It's a very choppy currency at the moment. Um, but it looks like more uh, buying power could be um, could be coming. So keep an eye out for these um, highs as well that are uh, dated back here in early September and August and July. We might see price come back up to these highs. Let's have a look at a smaller time frame. So obviously, bearing in mind that we are looking for um, a bullish movement, we are looking for price to uh, make a new high on the 15-minute time frame, also for the trend to turn around and then have a pullback before we look to um, go back into this market with uh, a buy. Overall, personally, won't be trading euro dollar again this week. Um, for me, there's just too much... Um, um, choppiness on this and also my overall sentiment as well on um, pound dollar which I'll get to in a minute is is still bearish and so if that's bearish and euro and the pound are quite correlated they both usually move in the same direction so I'll be staying away from euro dollar um, this week now when we look at pound um, as I said previously in the last forecast which um, has worked really well for me, so we'll give a throwback to that. Um, we said that we was bearish on pound and that we'd be shorting into spikes, um, and especially new spikes around um, Brexit, uh, that sort of thing, uh, because we expect more negative news to be coming out until uh, Brexit actually takes place. So I've put together some of the trades that I took um, on pound against US dollar, shorting into those spikes. So you can see here we had a big spike up here um, from the market and um, a cluster signal telling us to short. Took the short, held on until the next day and uh, closed around all this choppiness around here where it came back down to the previous low. Uh, potential area for it to rebounce back up again. So I took profits off the table and was waiting for the next spike which actually happened the very next day. Uh, we had another spike back up again. And just as the moving averages started to cross, a short sold, just rejecting off of R2 up here, um, and a lot of consolidation, and then selling into the next day. Um, again, coming back down to this previous low that was uh, getting rejected. So my game plan on pound against US dollar going into this week again is to be looking at short sales going into this other new spike 
um, that we have seen, which was positive news. Um, there's them saying that there's going to be a deal on Brexit. I won't cover fundamentals uh, too much because I know that's obviously Elliot's side. But again, uh, looking at this new spike and looking to short into this and what we call fades and uh, the market to move back to the downside. So quite happy with how my week went on pound. Um, I was right on the bearish sentiment of taking short sale positions. I suppose if you was bullish as well, depending on which positions you took, you could have also made money. So, um, yeah, I suppose if your bias was either buy or sell, depending on where you got in, you could have done all right. Me being on the short side, had two lovely trades and now looking to um, continue that sentiment throughout the week and short sell into um, any sort of price spikes that we see. And then obviously onto US dollar against the Japanese yen. This was one of the biggest predictions that we got right um, last week in saying that the massive short sales that um, we were expecting to come back in as this uh, uh, lower high formed. And I said that I was would maintain my bearish um, um, overall view of what we're looking at. And the market did go down. I took a nice short sell position on US dollar against the Japanese yen too. I'm still bearish going into this week. And I'm just going to be very cautious where I've circled of this 104 level where we've seen it reject multiple times this year. And it'll be a very kind of decisive point on whether or not we break through that level or we bounce up again and get another lower high. And maintain those short positions. So here's my one uh, short sell position that I had on US dollar against the Japanese yen. Again, just wide stop loss trading into this. This was um, the rough pullback that we saw um, at the start of the week, pretty much short most of the week. And as you can see, it got out just about down here after a break of S3. I didn't think it was going to carry on falling as sharply as it did, um, but that's where my exit point was and my entry point was. So um, was right on US dollar yen, was right on pound dollar shorts and on euro dollar. Unfortunately, we was wrong to the upside, but we didn't get caught out because I wasn't in any positions luckily, uh, which is a nice factor there. So that is US dollar yen. And now where do I see that going? We've got this um, resistance line that we can see here. Um, you can see where I exited my short over here. Um, price has come up to this level here, formed some clusters here with the uh, cluster 2.0 indicator showing rejection of the 200 moving average. Also this S3 level where we had the large break came back to the previous day's S3 and it sat around there for the, the later part of the trading day in the UK and US and going into the Asian session. And now I expect that we could see price come back, get a retracement and carry on that sell off down to that 104 level. We may see price from here go back up to this resistance level here before we then look to take further shorts. So my overall analysis, Euro dollar still on the sidelines on Euro dollar. However, it is now in a bullish sentiment. Pound dollar shorting into those spikes continues. That's the strategy for me pretty much, I would say, probably until end of um, January until we have the Brexit news. And also uh, looking at continuing those shorts on the US dollar against the Japanese yen until we see what happens at around the 104 level. So be cautious around that level. Um, and overall, that is mine. Let's hand over to um, 
Elliot, who will be talking about the fundamental side. If you've got any comments on uh, my analysis, then get in those comments and give us your opinion. Um, we love getting involved with you guys from a community level. So, um, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are. It's going to be an absolute big week again and obviously what we've gone through fundamentally. So I'm going to hand over to Elliot so he can break this down for you guys. Cool. Thanks, Sam. Some good trades there, especially entries on pound dollar. Nice. Thank you. I think the key is being patient when you're, you know, looking to short into those spikes. You can often see people getting in too early. Um, you know, it's waiting for the spike to happen. And you, when when you're shorting into spikes, we're looking at news that is either rumours or nothing's fundamentally changed. They, they haven't come out and said, this is the deal we've got with the EU. Which then, if they did do that and it was a good deal, then you'd expect you know more strength to come into pound, and you probably wouldn't be shorting um, as regularly as you are. So, yeah, it's just being patient with your entries and you know choosing what news you trade, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, talking about news, uh, as you can see on this lovely slide here, it's it's been another busy week. Um, this is just some of the stuff that's happened. Uh, I won't go into too much. I won't obviously just sit here and read it out. Uh, but the stimulus deal in the US, it's still it's still going on. The latest update we've had is Pelosi came out on Thursday and said the deal is just about there. We've seen the US indices sort of sell off and then sort of go sideways. And then Pelosi came out and said that and we saw more strength come back in. Um, so there's still the market's still hopeful that the deal can get done. Whether it can get done before the election, I mean, it's, you know, November the 3rd, it's about, you know, eight, nine days away from today so it's not there's not long to go um and we also this week on thursday we had the debate uh debate number two with trump and biden this one was a bit more subdued they were a bit more well behaved um especially trump i think trump you know changed his tactic there hasn't he he's gone from being really aggressive to you know he's a bit more relaxed uh, which i think helped him and i think you know probably helped win over some supporters and obviously we saw a lot of um uh, a lot of different uh, news wires and um, news um, outlets uh, on Twitter putting out polls. Who do you think won, Donald Trump and Biden? And you can see uh, the percentages of what people are voting. But yeah, a lot of it is, you know, I think the, the, the lowest polling towards Trump was 86% of people said Trump won. And, um, you know, Biden didn't really come out in, in, in any sort of Twitter polls, whether or not they are just, you know, Republican-backed news sources or not. But um, overall, yeah, I think Donald Trump, he changed his outlook, didn't he, um, without being so aggressive. It worked in an interview for him uh, previously with Leslie, and um, I think she's from CNN, and that, that really worked for him strongly. He got a good amount of feedback from that, and that's how he should hold himself. And I think if he does hold himself like that, I think he, he comes out a lot better rather than this sort of, you know, kid throwing his toys out the pram. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and he's seen his rallies as well. He's been pulling in big crowds. So yeah. it's interesting to see what happens. I read quite an interesting article I shared with you as well about how um, some of the polls that predicted the 2016 election correctly and now how they're saying it's looking similar to 2016. Yeah. So how Trump is sort of pulling certain um, demographics back into his favour. So like the seniors, yeah. and the senior voters. Well, you said, talk, was, talk, was talking about the senior voters and I think it was only last night that he announced that um, he's bringing back the Delphi um, pensions, which is uh, the Joe, um, uh, the Biden, Obama administration. They basically took away 50% of their pension 
and put 20,000 people into, you know, bad financial situations. And he's brought that back, knowing full yeah. well that he's now going to gain an extra 20,000 votes. So, wow. yeah, he did that last night. I think that was quite a smart move as well. Yeah, interesting stuff. So, definitely, it's definitely going to continue to heat up into next week, uh, you know, as sort of the final few days before the election um, happens. Talking of things heating up, uh, Brexit talks after almost collapsing last Friday and now back on. Um, we obviously saw in the technical analysis, pound rally back through the 1.3 level. Um, so the hopes of a deal with the EU and the UK are certainly higher than what they were last week. However, we still haven't seen anything really substantial um, that's sort of come out and been definite yet. Uh, so still quite a long way to go and I think it's still going to be somewhat choppy to say the least um however they seem more determined now to get a deal done um yeah. before the sort of january deadline yeah i, I mean I, I on that note i don't really think much has changed obviously you've had japan step forward now say that they're looking to get involved on a, a trade relations um point of view but as of the brexit talks i mean it's gone from one end of the spectrum saying there's nothing happening to oh yeah we're close yeah. Um, but that whole saying of we're close has been thrown around quite a few times. So, well, yeah, we've seen yeah. it with the stimulus deal. I mean, the amount of times they've said they're close and then they're like, oh, yeah. no, we've still got to do this. So, yeah, a long way to go, um, but not very much time to get it resolved. Um, the other concerns in the UK and Europe are the COVID wave two. So, you know, for example, France on Thursday announced cases were over 40,000 for the day for the first time. We saw the FTSE on Thursday as well drop below that 5,800 level, which has been a key support for the yeah. last few months. I've been in a buy on that, actually, um, obviously on Friday. Um, yeah, there's a strong rally up on yeah. the FTSE today. That was a great <clears throat> on move. Friday, yeah. So, yeah, it's come back up. Uh, we saw on Friday morning retail sales were the highest um, they've been ever in a quarter a quarter. Um, however, we then saw a few hours later, uh, services PMI came out worse than expected. So... You know, there's a lot of talk now as the UK recovery already passed its peak. Um, and on that note, we also saw the UK government come out on Thursday and announcing additional support for businesses and for wage subsidies. So trying to trying to keep the economy moving over winter um, trying to keep those businesses alive. Um, but yeah, whether that will be, you know, just again, another plaster or whether that will be a sustained recovery is yet to be seen. And like Sam mentioned earlier, we've seen the UK have announced their first free trade deal with Japan. So something's getting done. Um, but yeah, so again, lots has happened and lots more to come next week. Uh, if we look at the market, so we just got up Dow Hill on the hourly chart. Uh, we were around here last week um, and we pulled out this key sort of support level between 28,150 and 28,000. Um, so... Through Friday and Monday, we saw uh, a rally in the morning. So Friday through to Monday morning. We then saw another strong sell-off on Monday. Um, again, this was started off with sort of that COVID worries again in the EU and that sort of passed over into the evening into US session um, with the lack of the stimulus deal. For the rest of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, we saw again some consolidation. No real sort of direction here in the market, just sort of sideways movement. It then threatened to break below that sort of 28,000 level that's been held for, you know, a while now. Um, sort of quite, quite a key level in the market. Um, 
And then Pelosi came out on Thursday, uh, which sort of sparked this rally and said the deal is just about there. So going into next week, I think if, you know, if there's more positive news on the stimulus deal, we're definitely going to see a continuation of this rally back up towards that 29,000 level. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. It's just been very volatile at the moment, very choppy, similar to sort of what we've seen in the pound. Um, but yeah, the election is very close now, less than two weeks away. What's your thought on, um, obviously, if the polls start showing that Donald Trump starts putting some points back, would you expect to see the Dow strengthen a bit more then? If Donald, I think, well, I think we'll see more volatility. I think initially we might see some more selling. If that, if it looks like it's going to be contested, if it looks like it's going to be close, then I think, I think that's going to cause uncertainty, which will cause some sort of indecision in the market, and we we'll probably see a bit of a sell-off. Depends if if we see this, a good stimulus deal at the same time, then you know I think the market definitely wants that deal to go through sooner rather yeah. than later. If we don't see a deal and then we see a contested election. You know, if I don't know, say if Biden gets in, but the Republicans have the Senate, how the deal will still have to get a deal passed through the Senate. So it may cause a delay in that deal, which then may, you know, cause more sort of growth worries, growth concerns in the economy, which then may hit asset prices. Um, so, yeah, I just expect some more volatility, really, especially in the lead up to election. Um, you know, and as we said, it looks like Trump is sort of making some headway. Uh, you know, making some gains back in the polls. Yeah. So looking into next week, again, fiscal stimulus package still ongoing. Is there time to get it done before the election? Um, and like we said, is the election starting to look like 2016? Uh, it might be worth putting that link into that article. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll link it in the description. Yeah, Uh, and yeah, and anyway, you know, keep looking in the poll results, especially in the key swing states that we mentioned last week. Um, They're obviously going to be what's determining the result of the election. And again, more Brexit news heating up. What you know, what will come out in the next week or so? Yeah, um, I mean, personally, I've been keeping a quite close eye on Donald Trump's because um, some of the poll results that you're seeing in the in the media and the reports, it says like taken from three thousand people. Yeah, not so, even that. Some of them are there. Yeah, some yeah. of them aren't even that. They're like a thousand people. So you've got Over to think sample. about this: three hundred fifty odd million people in the USA. So when you're talking like two or three thousand people to try to get an idea of what's going on in those states, it's very hard. But Donald Trump's done very good job of um, filming um, his rallies and they are huge rallies so you know try to take into account everything that you're looking at and I mean Wisconsin I think was and Florida and even Arizona was massive massive crowds that he was pulling so yeah I I generally still think this is going to be a Donald Trump victory um, even with the polls saying Biden um, I think that there's been a lot around this again he's up against the tech giants he is up against um, you know oh, well who, who is he up against he's up against the tech giants he, um, Trump Tom said it the other day he's up against the tech giants he's up against like um, these people he's up against he's up, celebrities probably. yeah 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 okay fine I'll do that then so he's up against the tech giants he's up against sort of like the celebrities the high earners um, there are a lot of people with um, public audiences but that doesn't necessarily mean he's not winning the older voters like we're saying and also um, some of the people that haven't voted before there's a lot more voters this time in this election and so he could be pulling new votes as well 
and um, you know last time he had a lot of those silent voters come through for him so I wouldn't write him off yet and as we all know he's literally bouncing from state to state at the moment holding rallies whereas Biden's not he's got Obama doing a lot of the uh, stuff for him which if anything uh, that to me shows that they're worried about a Biden victory um, because otherwise why would they get a bomber out there um, and doing rallies on his behalf and I think look if you've got a guy as well that's doing rallies on your behalf and you're not even doing them you can't you're not really set out to be you know president if you can't even be bothered that's to mental. do rallies it's crazy to even think about it anyway over to you. <laughs> oh, I think that's it. Yeah, sums it up well. So yeah, lots, lots has happened again this week, uh, and I think you know, whilst you've still got the election and Brexit, it's going to be busy, busy until you know that stuff's over, really. So yeah, lots to look forward to, but again, lots of volatility, and you know, also when you're trading, just you know, keep your stops tight and just keep aware of what's going on in the news. Be patient. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously we have been doing prize giveaways from the last week forecast. So we've got our first winner. Our first winner is going to be pinned in the comment below. So you know who you are. You have got one week to reach out to us um, at sales at samuelandcotrading.com to claim your prize. Well done on the cash. Congratulations. And also in that pinned comment, guys, if you want to get involved again, then make sure you go and submit your information um, to be in for the next week's winner. Um, it's, it's over to anyone. Anyone can win. We plan on giving away cash every week in these forecasts to um, give you a little incentive and a little bit of encouragement. Maybe that goes towards your trading account. Maybe it goes towards going out and having fun in these hard times during COVID or even coming up to Christmas. So it's a, a little gift from us saying thanks for supporting us. Thanks for supporting our channel. And don't forget to thumbs up, comment and subscribe. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you in the next week's episode forecast on Sunday. Yeah.